This episode is sponsored by Dayquil. Brighten up your day. Not Nyquil. Fuck Nyquil. Dayquil's great, though. I drink that, like, straight from the bottle anytime I get sick. Um, I don't recommend doing that. We don't that recommend could, that. That could harm you. <laughs> we don't. No. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's like, oh, I get a stuffed nose? Dayquil. I got a fever? Dayquil. I feel like I have a cold? Dayquil. Dayquil. I have a flu? Dayquil. It's like, Dayquil covers almost all the symptoms I could possibly need it to cover. But then I look at it, and it's like... Oh, it's not actually great for fevers. It just helps the things around the fever. Okay, well, that's good to know. Oh, it doesn't actually help aches and pains at all. I just think it does. Okay, that's good to know. Oh, damn. So no, I, I really need to find... You're ruining that placebo effect. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? It's like, it's one of those things where, like, Dayquil is, like, my Vix, where I just use it for everything. This episode is sponsored by Vix. I... Vix Vapor Rub. Vix Vapor Rub. Vapor up your day. <laughs> you know i used that stuff once back in uh when you had the flu Jan- last yeah year? i had uh a pretty wicked case of the flu back in january of 2020 yeah it was actually the flu for the record uh be- are you sure no, it wasn't get rona well i didn't get tested but my boss had the flu because all three of his kids had the flu and then he tried to act like since i stood and seven feet away did from get him tested yeah his boss flu. was tested and he had two different strains of the flu back to back. So that was pretty cool for him. That's fun. Was this uh, but anyway, you, was this the haircut place that you, you yeah, were looking at? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I stood 10 feet away from this guy all day and he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you're touching people's heads all day. You sure you didn't get the flu from one of them? And I'm like, dude, I'm in an enclosed room with you like eight hours a day. What do you mean? Yeah. He's <laughs> like. I just don't I just don't think it's super likely you got it from me. I think you're being a little rude to me. And I'm like, no, Matt, I'm not. I'm just like the likelihood of you giving me it when you had it <laughs> and your kids had it is really high. Yeah. It's just like I just think it's I think you're being a little mean considering I went and I like I gave you all that time off and I I brought you some food and I'm like, that was just nice of you, yes. But like also I had the flu. You had to give me that time off. Yeah. <laughs> I had a fever of 103 degrees. That was funny. But anyway, I used Vicks and my my chest felt so hollow, I thought I was dying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, my entire chest felt hollow, but I could also feel my heart beating really clearly. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's kind of like all the stories that I hear about people who get, like, super high. And they're like, yeah, I thought I was going to die. Um, that's no, I got how I really felt. high off Vix. Yeah, I got really high off Vix, and I thought I was gonna die. Did you know I? <laughs> I've only tried weed once, and it was an edible, and I mm, thought I, I was that. gonna die. <laughs> that would make sense. I feel like edibles hit. Well, no, vaping definitely sneaks up on you if you're not paying attention. Yeah, I like so one of my old roommates. She had gotten um a baggie of edibles on a trip and she was going out for the weekend and we had talked about it and stuff. And she's like, if you want to try one, like while I'm away on the weekend, you're more than welcome to. Um, I normally take like, I think she said like a third of one. Um, Mm -hmm. But she was like, yeah, if you do one, just have fun with it. I was like, okay. And so I was bored one night and I was like, eh, I'm going to try it. And uh, I was the only one home. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! And um, the the like little label on the front was like 
oh, we recommend taking like half of one. Um, and I was like, well, my roommate's a lot smaller than me. So yeah. maybe like because of like body weight and everything, I should just take half of one. So I took half of one. And um, <laughs> my other roommate, Stacy, got home like a little bit later. And I was just kind of sitting in the kind of kitchen at the bar. Um, and I don't, I don't remember if at that point I was already pretty giggly. But then she got there and I told her that I took one. And she's like, wait, you took one by yourself? And I was like, yeah. And she was giving me a hard time. And I was very <laughs> giggly for a while and having a good time. Um, mm -hmm. But then I started feeling like I was going to die. And then that's just where my brain like focused um, was the fact that I was going to die. Uh, and so that's my story. Did Stacey get home before you switched over to die? Yes. Or after? Bef okay, good. Before, yeah. So she That's got good. <laughs> she got giggly, Emma. Yeah. Uh, I've never gotten to the die stage, but we are hanging out with Jackson one night, and uh, he's like, here, I just got a new cartridge. You want to you take a hit of this? And so I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, you, you puff, 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 having a good time. I, I probably hit that thing five or six times. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't even thinking about how much that possibly could be. Uh, in reality, two or three good hits was more than enough for me. And it, it got to the point where Jackson and I were both so high and we were trying to play Mario Kart. Wasn't it Mario Tennis? It was both. But we started with Mario Tennis and then we switched over to Mario Kart. And it hit so hard during Mario Kart that we like the first race was whatever. But then the second race, we were both really out of it, and we it was taking every bit of our energy to focus on the race because we were not able to actually do anything else. Yeah. And every time the race ended, me and Jackson were both like, holy shit, how long was that race? That was the <laughs> longest race we've ever done. <laughs> and then it was like, there's another one? And then we were like, we were fighting for like- I don't we even remember what I was doing. I just watched and I, I literally don't remember what you, like what you, what I was doing while Tooth I was Tooth and nail on. trying to survive here. We both ended up winning still. Um, Like we placed first and second in our first race and then we did not place anything above third place for the rest of the free. Um, you know, we did great. <laughs>and welcome to the casual obsession horror podcast the horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies and we're doing something a little bit different today because our um fourth host jeff is sick would you um, call him bitch boy jeff earlier i I, I did call him a name i don't actually remember what it is i thought um, that was his god-given name <laughs> bitch boy i think jeff? i called him is that not his god-given bi bitch baby actually was yeah, i think what i called jeff. him <laughs> um because he's sick, uh, which is really sad, um, but he's not not really in a state to record. Um, so it's good because he didn't seem malignant, but Noah and Emma and I did. 
So we're going to talk about a movie that's currently in theaters for once. So that's super fun. So if you guys don't want Malignant spoiled, I would recommend not watching or not listening to this episode um, yeah. because I will be dis- I know I personally have some spoilery stuff that I cannot wait to talk about. I but also, honest. it's on HBO as well. So it is. That's true. If you have HBO, you can watch it. And you should. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I would go so far as to say. <laughs> I think you should. I think that even if you ha- end up hating this movie, you'll be glad you watched it because it's that insane. That's the sound of Emma disagreeing with you. We can, <laughs> we can talk about it later. Okay. Uh, anything, anything that we need to do before uh, we get what, into this, Noah? What is this movie about, Nina? Yeah, I was going to say, this well, is a spoiler-free moment. It's really hard to explain this movie without spoiling it, um, because I would argue you, that this movie doesn't even... Do you want me to do even... it for you? No, I can do it. <laughs> I... <laughs> you want me to do it for you? <laughs> I would argue this movie can't really set itself up without somewhat spoiling itself, but um, yeah, it's a movie about a woman uh, who is having these visions of someone killing a bunch of people um, while the the killings are happening and she doesn't know why she's the one having these visions, um, who the people are really or any of that. Um, and the police are, are kind of after this killer at the same time. So it's kind of a mixture, like mystery slasher thing. Yep. It's fun. Um, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to hear my, my summary? My spoiler yeah, summary? Yeah, go for it. Do it. What if your imaginary <laughs> friend started killing people? That's what this movie's about. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah. And that's not a I spoiler like... because they say it in the trailer. They do. Honestly, I feel like it's really important to note that the trailer will make you think that this is another James Wan haunted house movie. Yes. The and even though set it's set up. in the James Wan haunted house, it is not one. Wait, is it set in the James Wan haunted house? Is this the Conjuring it house? In... It is well. It's not in lore wise. It is not the same house. However, building wise, it is an incredibly similar house. It it's got the same vibes. It's the um, same vibes as the Insidious house. All they the all have the houses. same. Vi- it might just be that the cinematography of James Wan plays really well with houses that have a lot of like dark wood. <laughs> well, also, it is an almost carbon copy of one of the Insidious houses. It does have a similar layout. James Wan has a house that he likes and he uses it. I'm not going to fault They don't him go on that. into the kitchen enough in the other ones for me to like actually remember though cuz the kitchen in this movie is what I remember the most. I'm also remembering the outside. Hmm. But yep. anyway. Okay. So yeah, that's about as far as you can go without spoiling this movie because this movie um uh, I don't think it's super subtle about its twist. Personally, no. there's a, there's a, like no. there's a, it's it's like right there. I have the a lot of things to say about people who didn't pick up on the. Oh, twist really? There, I can't believe there were. There are a lot of people who said, "I can't believe the twist when they put it at the end. I couldn't believe it at all. It, it was came just, out of nowhere. It, yeah, people act like really? it was an out of nowhere kind of thing when the what? big twist was revealed. I don't there know were why. some things that were said where I was just like, yeah, I, I had already kind of put together my theory. And then when like the main character would say some things where I was just, or the shots would be composed in such a way where I was like, I can't possibly be wrong. James Wan is basically just screaming in my face. You are correct. You predicted, you guessed my, you, you solved my malignant. Malignant puzzle. I don't want to brag too much. <laughs> nice. But 
I'm not kidding when I say within the first five minutes of the movie, I knew what the problem was going to be. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to manifest. But, like, within the first five minutes, I knew exactly where this movie was going, and I was so excited. Yeah. Okay. Um, Um, But I I think I just, there's some stuff I want to let you guys know, though, before we move on to it. Oh, let's do it. Tell me. Um, it's the, it's the reception you see. Oh yes. Um, I would love to hear about the reception. Where did it get married? (laughs) I can't tell you, unfortunately. It's a, it's a That's not public knowledge. Damn it. Um. Classified. One of the trivia for this is that the Seattle underground tour is real and open to the public. No fucking way. Did you think he just made up the cool Seattle underground thing for this movie? Calm down, Nina. I'm about to I'm about to drop some uh, critical reviews here. Okay, I'm sorry. I just saw that on IMDb and I got really mad. <laughs> we, got a, we got a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50% on Metacritic, which I think is these very all, accurate. These are all pretty generous. Um, and we have a 3.2 out of five on, uh, Letterboxd, which is a, uh, 64%. Um, so yeah, everyone's ringing in about, about the 50% point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think, I think honestly does, it pretty much sums up everything that I hear people talking about it. Yeah. I think that reflects the public consensus. Um, from what I've seen. Ooh, it um, did not make its money back in the box office. I was just like popping over to see uh, just some trivia about it since this was an unplanned uh, episode. Uh, it looks like it grossed $29 million worldwide and it was a $40 million budget. Oh, no. <laughs> but also... Um, however, a lot of people watched it on streaming services probably. Also, so. yeah, it was a pet I'm... project for him and his wife, so I don't think that making money back was a huge like... I'm curious what the deal with is it Universal that's putting all their mm-hmm. movies on HBO this year? I'm curious what mm-hmm. the like financial deal is with that because Me too. obviously HBO has to be paying hand over like yeah they have I mean. to have made <laughs> money from that um, because otherwise like all of their movies of course are gonna flop except for maybe Dune I think is one I thought Dune didn't... was flopping for other reasons though Dune is not out yet. Dune's not out yet. Oh, Dune is out in I've, like I've heard Europe. so much bad stuff about Dune that like I've just assumed that it's out and not doing well. No, Dune, there was an old Dune movie that was not I'm good, talking about but... the new Dune. The okay. old Dune was not that bad. Well, it's hard to adapt the book in general. So. Yeah, I, I watched... Dune fans I don't want to brag, but say. I watched the 10-hour Dune movie. Oh my <laughs> so, God. Uh, anyway, let's I've not talk about, about Dune because... I have no. I want to say one thing about Dune really quick, though. No. I want to hear it. Okay, go. The <laughs> thing I've heard about the Dune movie is that it's very pretty and well done, but it's covering kind of like a slower, like boring part of the book. Um, oh. So it's like a lot of kind of like build up and stuff, which is why, like, a lot of kind of what I'm hearing about people who have seen the movie is that it's a little bit boring just because a lot of it's set up and they're hoping that a second one gets made so that you get Wouldn't the it be funny stuff. if they didn't make a se- like a second one and they just have a really long setup movie and then it doesn't go anywhere? That'd be funny. I mean, that, that happens suck. with movies sometimes. It does. Should have happened with the new Star Wars trilogy, in my opinion. 
Second one was good. Dis- Disney had just like gotten those rights. I think there's zero chance that that they, they would have dropped like, it. Yeah, yeah, dropped it. They spent too much money on it. No, but even <sighs> with the sequels not being fantastic, Star Wars Universe is alive. Star Wars Visions just came out. I'm excited. I haven't seen things. it yet, but I'm very excited for that and Book of Boba Fett. I'm really excited for that yeah. as well. Visions no, like is pretty cool. Please. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Malignant. Uh, Emma? Yeah. How would you rate this movie? Um, there are things that I think are cool about this movie um, that I will get into after the spoiler break. Um, okay. Largely, the beginning of this movie, like the very, very beginning, the part that I know you guys know about, um, the movie starts off in a hospital. I'll say that. Yep. That part feels incredibly campy and corny and is completely off vibe for the rest of the movie. It is. And it is a really weird way to start it off. It feels like a setup to an action film, especially yeah. with the kind of opening credits and the music they chose for it. It just feels like mm-hmm. it's setting up an action movie. And on top of that, a lot of the music they choose, like normally I do not notice music, but mm-hmm. there are so many like songs that they put into this movie that are just jarringly bad for whatever right? scenes they're setting it they up for. They have that trailer music version of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies that comes in every now and again. Yeah. That like my brain every time was just like, is that fucking, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really, I hate, didn't, I don't know how I felt about it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit wild. Um, but I think once the twist is like fully revealed and you see the killer, it's kind of like, it kind of recontextualizes itself into a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a slasher killer, I think the killer is interesting, specifically because I'm like, I think that would be a fun killer in Dead by Daylight. Right? Literally. (laughs) I was like, I was like, if I was the Dead by Daylight devs, how would I incorporate this into the game? And like, I could think of some fun gameplay mechanics for it. And like, that's the reason why I enjoyed the killer in this right i loved it because it was so like designed in a very very like simple and like um very well like very readable you know like you knew exactly like what this killer's like thing and gimmick was especially by the end of the movie you're like yeah this is a very like well designed like villain and everything about the movie kind of sets this guy up really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also hate everything about it. Yeah. Um, So all that said, I'd probably give this like a four. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's reasonable. 4.5. Yeah. It's like fun, Um, but it's it's not anything of like substance or anything that you'll write home about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Um, this movie falls for me. I'm going to put out my rating now, Noah. Sorry. Um, go for it. This, this movie falls for me in the same camp as, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and X-Men Origins Wolverine, where it's like, it's not a good movie, 
but it, I think it's going to be like one of my like go to movies to rewatch and be something that like I make other people watch. Is that why you didn't want to rewatch it today? Uh, I didn't want to rewatch it today because we weren't gonna have time to watch the whole thing before oh, we recorded. Okay, okay. Um, okay. it was literally like an hour ago, and I was we had just come home from a walk, and I was like, I don't know that I want to like get halfway through this movie and then have to talk about it. Um, that's literally I what I did. I care. <laughs> I and, yeah. Me and Matt were watching it, and um, we got to a certain part which I can say like. After the spoil break, I'll say where okay. me and Matt stopped. Um, okay, good. And we got half, a little past halfway, and then I was like, okay, we need to stop here, because I need to record. <laughs> uh, and then after this, we're going to finish it. But, I was going to say, does Matt even want to finish it, having got halfway through? Because, like, yes, yeah, she yeah. does. Cool. I would, I'm excited to hear She seems thoughts. to be having a fun enough time with it at the moment. It is, it is a fun one. Um... And yeah, Emma, it's a fun one. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's really fun. I think it's not like objectively like a masterpiece or anything, but I really enjoy it. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid like on an enjoyment scale, definitely like a ten, but on a like good movie scale, like a five. <laughs> okay, that's valid. You know what? I saw on Twitter somebody said um Who's the guy who created, like, Hill House and Bly Manor? What's his name? Mike Flanagan? Uh, Mike Flanagan. Mm -hmm. They were like, James Wan and Mike Flanagan, the new masters of horror. And I disagree with that. I fully disagree. Um, Mike Flanagan is Mike Flanagan is great. Um, So if you have a choice between the two this weekend, uh, go watch Midnight Mass, because it's a great show. And I gotta be honest, I think it's incredibly disrespectful to call Mike Flanagan a new entrant here. He's well, kind did of Mike Flanagan do Doctor Sleep as well? Yeah. Yeah. He did Doctor Sleep, he did Oculus, uh, which oh, I yeah. think was maybe his first movie. Like, um, and he's, Oculus he's kind was of good established. Too. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he this is his third Netflix show, and the two that he did first were like already people were praising, like from the very first one. I remember people talking about like how good Hill House was. Yeah, that's like, because it was very good. Yeah. Yes. No, but I I didn't watch it until a while later. Um, I didn't yeah, watch it until no. Bly Manor came out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it till after you finished Bly Manor, and then after you talked about Bly Manor a little, I was like, well, I guess I got to watch both now. Um, and now Noah's finishing up Bly Manor so that we can watch. Midnight Not Mass. so that because it's good on its own, but partially so that we can watch Midnight Mass. Yes, I'm so excited. You in particular, Nina, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts about some things. I'm really excited, too, because the way I you wish... described it makes it sound right up my alley. I'm so I pumped. really... <laughs> it's It would be hard to talk about a whole show on a podcast, but I really would, want to talk about Midnight Mass on, <laughs> on the podcast. So I, bad. I would be open to that, There's honestly. a lot you can dig into. Um, yeah. Um, but, but that's malignant. not why we're here. We're here we're to here hear to about, what, about what no one thought. <laughs> yeah, I was I trying. Rate I was trying to like 
She I was, was trying to segue. Of, yeah, I was trying to segue yeah. to asking you what you thought about the movie. Nina Noah. was ready to talk about the spoiler review. I'm getting there. Go ahead. Though. I unabashedly rate this movie a 9 out of 10. <laughs> oh I thought it was Are you so kidding much me? fun. Are you it kidding me, Noah? So... This... I have been throwing this term around all week, and I haven't gotten sick of saying it yet. This is a modern B movie. It's just so good that you have to experience it. A modern like, B movie would be the Wolf Cop trilogy. This is just <laughs> trash. <laughs> okay, the Wolf, Cop, the Wolf Cop trilogy is also a modern B movie, but this is just such a, this is such a, it's, it's a schlocky, tacky, dumb, like, 80s horror movie it's, it's stupid just, it it's goes just, all out in a way that like i don't think a lot of horror movies it do owns anymore what it is and what it is is not good and <laughs> i love that so much this like all the people that have been calling it a modern giallo movie i get it i i'm on board it didn't did emma did it not feel a little bit like phenomena and just how bad shit it was yeah, and if you recall, I hated phenomena. <laughs> I do recall that you hated phenomena. <laughs> well, I don't fair. I don't disagree. But um yeah, no. Uh no, I I see where Noah's coming from and I see where Emma's coming from, thus my rating. <laughs> uh, wow, ever the middle ground between us. I am. I am such a people pleaser. <laughs> uh I, and any anyone have anything else before I get into the synopsis real quick? Um, trigger warning. Trigger warnings. There are a lot. It's like um, you guys always forget about oh, the I different don't, steps. Of I mean, this I don't podcast. have the notes up this time, which has my uh, order of operations on it. So okay, trigger warnings. Um, miscarriage, abuse, um, hospital stuff again, mm -hmm. um, and uh, gaslighting stuff again. The violence is really violent. There's a lot of really violent violence. Um, and uh, a lot of body horror. I think that's about it, though. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you can think of, Emma? Um, and it's in Seattle. Um, and it's in Seattle. Trigger warning, Seattle. <laughs> cops are heavily featured in this movie. Yeah, there are mm -hmm. a lot of cops. So if you don't like cops, because fuck cops. Then. You know, the cops don't do too well in this movie either. <laughs> it's not as bad as Spiral alert, as far all the as the cops die. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. Except one. <laughs> not as, uh, I think my thing is, I think like this one's more insidiously pro cop than Spiral was. Spiral was kind of like, like obviously pro cop. And then this one was just like, oh, but the cops are trying so hard. Look at them. They're being good. They're doing their best. They just don't have all the information. And it's like, no, <laughs> they're decidedly not doing well. But yeah, um, that's a good one, too. But I think that's it. I don't think there's any animal death in this one, if I'm correct. I don't think so. Yeah. Not that I can remember. Cool. I think that's it, then. Um, uh, all right. Nina, do you have anything you want to ask me? Oh yeah, how scary did you find this movie? Way to just like go right out there with it. Way to not build up at all. Yeah, I try so hard to build up to it and be subtle about it and be like, so has anyone here, anyone at all, found out how scary this movie was? No, you're just like Emma was the movie scary. No. What was it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Emma was 
midnight mass scary? Uh, creepy. Nice. I'd say midnight mass is creepy. That's valid. Um, there are a couple like. I think there are a couple, like, scary parts, but I'm I would so define it more as creepy. Hmm. I'm but, very excited. Um, this movie. Um, I don't find slasher movies really scary. I think that's fair. It's, Me neither. It's kind of there like a different category really of horror. Like slasher movies sometimes utilize jump scares sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's about as scary as it gets. And I think there's maybe like one, maybe two scenes that have like a slight jump scare. It's not even like that bad of one. Um, but no, I, I, I didn't find this scary. That's fair. I'm, I'm not going to try to pretend <laughs> and fool our audience saying well, that it was scary. I, I don't know, Emma. I think it might be a 10 out of 10 scary for the lack of basic medical knowledge James oh God, Wan yeah. uh, put forward. I was going to say, people are giving him credit for coming up with Seattle Underground when he can't even get the twist of his movie right medically. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I think that um, this this is not scary. Both in that, like, it's it's not like it's a slasher. It reminds me, without having any deeper message, it reminds me a lot of Candyman and a lot of like the setup and a lot of the dynamic between the the main two characters of the slasher and the and the sister. Oh, I already spoiled it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Pause. We're gonna no, we're not check gonna... that out. No, we're already out of the spoiler free zone. We're talking okay. about it a little bit. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah. Uh... That was so vague. Anyway. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um. There. That's that's a personal opinion. Um. I mean, also it might just be because they've got such dynamic like designs and weapons that I really enjoy. Where I'm like, yeah, like I'm a set. I can see this as a dead by daylight killer. Um, which is something you can't say about a lot of modern hor horror, blah, a lot of modern horror antagonists in general. Like you, even the the killers that are being added to Dead by Daylight still are still older horror antagonists. This is like one of the only newer characters that I've seen that I've been like, yeah, that could fit that game. Um, but it's a revenge. It's a revenge slasher. So I'm not even scared for the characters who are getting killed. They're terrible people. Um, and I think I don't think the villains necessarily like completely right because of the way that he treats the main character. But I also don't think he's completely wrong because he was like tortured by these people. So I don't really have a lot. I don't have sympathy for them when they're getting killed. So I don't find it scary in that I'm seeing like a character that I care about die you know yeah yeah um right but yeah uh let me jump right into the spoiler synopsis since i'm ready to talk about it uh yeah yeah so malignant opens um with one of my like emma said one of the weirder scenes in this movie which is this very action heavy sequence where they start by breaking down the powers that our villain has um we know that he is named Gabriel. We know that he cannot speak except through electronical devices. And we know that he can influence electricity. Uh, and that's about all we know about him. Um, 
they are talking about how he's becoming more powerful and they um, realize that there are people in the hospital who are currently being attacked by him. So they kind of go hunt him down, get him restrained. He kills a couple people in the process. And they're they're like, okay, we gotta take this guy down. Our experiments have gone gone on long enough. This is we need this to is not cut out anymore. the cancer. And they say the cringiest line that's going to be repeated a couple times, which is, "We need to cut just, out the cancer." Just a which, couple. It's like, okay, so let's like I. The reveal comes later on, but I'm gonna just go ahead and and point out to you a couple things. The title of the movie is Malignant, and she says, "Tumor baby, we need to cut out the cancer." And they show you this gross ass looking baby that you can only see behind a like clear like muddied curtain. So uh, already you have a pretty good idea of where this is going. We um we flash forward to Madison, who is pregnant and getting home to her house in Seattle. Um, and she starts talking to her husband about how I work's been. she's a been. nurse. Yeah, she's a nurse. Um, Not that it matters. She's, she's talking about how hard work's been, and her husband starts arguing with her about how she's overworking herself, and we learn that she has had a few miscarriages before this, and he blames her overworking herself for those miscarriages. They have an argument. He gets aggressive. He pushes her against the wall, and her head cracks against the back of the wall, and we see that she's bleeding. She breaks the wall. She does. Like this man, she cracks I thought the wall. he punched her in the stomach and knocked her against the wall, which would have been far, far worse and very out of character for what he was angry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still bad. It was very bad. So she forces him out of the bedroom, um, and he's made to sleep on the couch that night. As he's sleeping on the couch, uh, some creepy shit starts happening with the electronics. So you already know Gabriel's involved. Uh, you already know. You already know. And um, Madison wakes up to find uh, her husband dead very gruesomely uh, downstairs. And it seems like she is also attacked by the killer before um, waking up in a hospital and learning that she is miscarried yet another time. Um She's visited in the hospital by her sister, who's very concerned about her. Um, but Madison ba- pretty much brushes it off and is like, yeah, I got it handled. Uh, she goes back home. She starts to get really paranoid and have sort of like visions and stuff already. She's getting freaked out. She barricades herself in the house. Her sister comes by to visit again, uh, has to climb through the window because... I love that scene. <laughs> um, they have a short conversation where Madison laments the loss of yet another baby and mentions how she was looking forward to having a blood relative to her sister. And the sister's like, that's rude. And Madison's like, oh, right. I never told you I'm adopted. Uh- <laughs> a really weird thing to point out. Uh, in my I think opinion. that would have come up at some point in their lives. Right? Considering she's like 30. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, so from, from here, things get a little less like concrete. So I'm going to kind of sum it up pretty, uh, pretty simply. Um, people start getting killed and Madison has very like obvious visions of those people being killed as it's happening. The police start trying to hunt down this killer and they notice that like Madison's connected. Um, oh gosh. Uh, there is a woman who is leading a, um, this is before pretty early on in these killings she's leading a seattle underground tour um seattle underground is a really fun place it's a literal block like building block underneath this like main downtown area of seattle that was um paved over 
So now there's just like miles of tunnels running underground Seattle, which is on a major fault line. So if there's an earthquake, there's just going to be a giant sinkhole underneath. But for now, it's a really cool place to lead tours and also a place that is really cool to set a horror movie in. And I'm really I think it's really fun that someone finally did that. Um, And the tour guide is kidnapped after one of her tours and tied to a wall in an attic. Um, But you don't know it's an attic because it looks like a factory. It, it looks, looks like, like the attic of a factory, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a big industrial fan and there's like, a, yeah, what like kind of attic redstone. is that? Like what it's normal house <laughs> has a fucking industrial fan? Right. I don't know. That's not even a Seattle thing. Like, I wish I could tell you like, oh yeah, that's just a thing in Seattle, but it's not. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, so killing we in the uh, real estate business call that Gabriel's attic. It's, yeah, uh, it's provided in most new homes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Gabriel starts going around and killing people while Madison's having these visions. Um, one of my favorite things that happens is Gabriel sees this trophy that one. We learned these are all doctors that are being killed. Um, and one of them has this medical award that just happens to be shaped like a dagger. Uh, and he bludgeons her to death with it and then takes it home and sharpens it into a knife. And it's that's a, his main. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie is there. It's like, a cool looking weapon, but it's so like, cool, but it's why so the doofy. fuck would a medical award look like a fucking dagger? Right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, like it shouldn't it was have made. Looked... It was push dagger first. Medical award right. second. <laughs> I feel like they could have had, since they made him a whetstone and had him sand it down anyway, why did they make it shaped like a dagger to start? Like, it could have been shaped a little differently and he could have, like, fashioned it into a weapon anyway. But uh, it does look like a dagger. It's got angel wings on it. Angel wings, Gabriel. Should fucking Madison calls him a demon when we start to learn about the fact that Madison um, had, in fact, like, had interactions with gabriel before when she was first adopted it seemed like she had an imaginary friend that was telling her to hurt her family um but after her sister was born and she formed a relationship with her sister that voice mysteriously disappeared um what we find out as things keep going is um as madison's sister starts to investigate Uh, and these doctors keep dying is that these doctors were all involved in a case where a woman had a pair of well technically one 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 person with a tumor attached but it was because the embryo had not fully like developed correctly so it's combination conjoined twin tumor um uh which is where and that tumor was gabriel which is where we get into my favorite fact about gabriel that which tumor's that, name, Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> which is it? And this is something that... Um, uh, teratoma, specifically. Teratoma, yes. Um, because biologically, uh, this teratoma would have had to be the same gender as the like full person. Gabriel is trans. Like, there's no getting around it. Um, hey. The queer... <laughs> The we LGBT love some online. good trans representation. Right. <laughs> the um, diversity win. <laughs> diversity win. The tumor killer is trans, but that's something that um one was was one of the first things I found when I was like looking at fan art online because um Gabriel because of his design and the way that he looks and the fact that he has an affinity to wear this like big trench coat and he carries around and he's got like this like 
fucking like Ozzy Osbourne way that he wears his hair and he has this really iconic weapon uh he grew a fan base almost immediately um and the lgbt side of the horror fandom pretty quickly made the connection that james wan refused to uh and so yeah now uh gabriel has kind of replaced the babadook as the new lgbt horror icon and i think that's very funny wait what Um, was the babadook and lgbt horror icon? the babadook thing was a meme um, people made jokes about the Babadook being gay, okay. uh, but it also was ver- it was also very serious. It was know? also very serious. Uh, there was no basis for it, unlike with Gabriel, where it's like, yeah, medically, um, like he chooses to go by a man's name and chooses to dress and present as a man. So, like, he's trans. Um, mm-hmm. so like it's not, it, the Babadook thing was completely unfounded though, and that was part of what made it so funny. My favorite was the little pop up <laughs> of the book that instead of just like going ah was I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a time. I loved that. Uh, but yeah, no, that I just found that really interesting when I was looking into it because like they confirm it in the movie that like the teratoma is a, a like embryo that hasn't split fully. So that is how that works biologically. So James Wan, good job. You did it uh, <laughs> by accident. Um, but yeah, we find out that Gabriel was a teratoma and that rather than having some psychic connection to the killer in a different location, what's been happening is that Gabriel has been shutting down Madison's control of her body and using the body himself and running around which manifests in Madison's body moving backwards. So his face it's is on the so back of her cool. head it's and they so have this cool. contortionist playing her, playing Gabriel. Um, so that when he's in control, uh, he's running backwards in the body and he's like crouching backwards and stabbing backwards and all that motion is really cool to look at. Um, you don't get a good idea of how it's working until the second murder. Mm-hmm. where well i guess technically the third murder the second doctor where it's like that's someone standing backward over someone in bed what is this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i was just like voldo is that you <laughs> it was so interesting um but yeah uh we we learn very quickly a lot of information we learned that the woman who was the tour guide who was kidnapped and has been held um captive is uh madison and gabriel's birth mother Um, who gave them up to the research facility uh, because she was very young when she had them. She was unfortunately raped. That is another trigger I forgot to add. Well, now you know. Sorry. Um, And she falls through the floor of that attic when she escapes, and you learn that that attic obviously was in Madison's house because Gabriel's been operating out of Madison's house. And that's Uh, where we stopped. (laughs) <laughs> that's for me that's, that's such a good place to stop oh my god <laughs> um but yeah the cops kind of become not super pleased with madison and keep her in a holding cell and we find out as that as the reveal is happening for us the audience about gabriel gabriel also makes himself known in this holding cell and goes absolutely insane on the members of that holding cell uh kills most of them breaks out kills most of the cops gets his trench coat back and his weapon back good for him there is one of the worst like cgi battles um 
between Gabriel and the cops, it's really goofy looking because um, there's like a like it's the contortionist doing it, I have to assume. And there is like a model of Madison's actor's head, like <laughs> to make back, it look yeah. it's so bad. Um but yeah, the Gabriel makes his way to try and kill both Madison's adopted sister and his birth mother. But in that fight, Madison realizes that if they're just connected in their brain and one is, one is taking control of the other, it's very likely that it's a two-way road. So um, she's able to take control and force him out um, in that moment of need. And she's able to save her adopted sister and her birth mother. Not before her birth mother has... says some really insensitive shit to Gabriel, but... Because <laughs> um, Gabriel largely has almost like super strength and like all this other shit right practically and then when she takes her body back she's like gabriel was using my body for these things the whole time which means i'm also super strong yeah <laughs> and um that's how we get um wonder woman yeah it's, it's it's like okay does that mean she can also control electricity but they never really explore that yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's just Gabriel. That's just Gabriel. Don't I'm be so stupid. sorry. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the end of the movie. Is it's a it's clearly a movie about like family connections and found family in a way. Um, Especially because she apologizes for that really in really that really stupid blood like, family comment. I just wish I had f blood family. Oh, I mean, you're great, sis, but like, I just wish you were better. And then you realize, oh, also it is revealed that Gabriel and part of what makes Madison able to take over is her sister, like telling her this. Gabriel was the one who caused her to have those miscarriages because um, it was Madison's relationship with her sister that made her a like able to push Gabriel down. And he was afraid it would get worse if she had a child. Um, so, yeah, Gabriel. Uh that's not that's kind of fucked up dude thanks freddy krueger <laughs> too electric boogaloo um but yeah that's the that's the basic story um i really like gabriel's design as a character i think it's really cool that he can only talk through electronics um i think it's a really really neat thing to see where he's like trying to talk to people and he has to use like speakers and shit mm -hmm. um it's a cool limitation i also like how they didn't do the dumb thing like the uh like the Transformers movies where it's like, oh, Bumblebee can only talk through the radio. But then like instead of having him just talk through the radio speakers, it's always jumping around radio stations to find the words, which is like a neat thing. But like would be so overdone here. So instead mm -hmm. we got to have we did it briefly angry monologues. We did it briefly with the TV Um in the very first scene that Gabriel like kills the husband, uh, he, he uses the TV like that really quick. Um, but it's not much. I um, have a complaint that. regarding that scene. Hmm. What's up in the scene where Gabriel kills the husband, the husband's walking around and he sees like, you see that the, couch cushion is pressed down like something invisible is sitting there and then it stands up yeah and like also in other parts of the movie it's kind of like hinted at of like ooh, gabriel can't be seen in the light or something but 
Gabriel's manifest like a physical presence, so I don't understand <laughs> yeah, why yeah. the fuck they inter- like it makes no sense. Yeah, no, it makes absolutely no sense. There's a couple things like that, and then there are other things that are the opposite, where it's just like too obvious what's going on. Where like Madison will be like, it's like this voice in the back of my head. It's literally he's literally in the back of her head. Yeah. Or there's the scene where she's on the phone with him, and there's the mirror behind her, so it's like she's having a conversation, and like you just can barely not see him because her hair is covering his face. Yeah. Um. I mean, his face would not have been out at that scene, but yeah. I mean, first, but you, she saw his face when she saw him murder the doctor in the bed, but then she later on tears his face open. So was his face visible at that point or not? No, he his face only popped out when he wanted it to. Okay, gross. When he was in full control mode. Very gross of him. Nasty. Uh, I love Gabriel so, so much. He's a nasty boy. Um... I think it's really funny that he had such an attachment to that. Like, not funny. I think it's I think it's a really good character thing that he had such a huge attachment to like his outfit and his weapon that he went back to the evidence locker to to put his trench coat on. Here, here's the fucking thing. Us trans people don't have many clothes that we're comfortable in, you know? Right. We get a very attached to certain sets of clothes. Right. No, like that, like, un, like, I don't know if it's unfortunate or not that that, like, even strengthens, like, the characterization of Gabriel, like, as an actual, like, trans character beyond just the fact that he's, like, using a man's name. It's also the clothes thing is something that I saw a lot of trans people online relating to when they were describing this connection with this character. Uh, like, it was really interesting to see actual, like, trans horror fans talking about gabriel in that way um i i will have to go back through the tag and find and find some of them um because i i read a lot of posts from people and it was really interesting to read but yeah but that was part of it was like look at this look, look at him go back and get his trench coat so he can feel comfortable with himself while he's killing people <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh what else was i gonna say uh yeah, the stupid obvious stuff where the title of the movie is malignant. Yeah. Um and they keep referencing cutting out the cancer and yeah, then so, so it's crazy. so cheesy. I I I love it. I do want to point out one thing that I thought was an interesting little detail that I noticed on my second watch through. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen every time, but after her husband's murder and then after a couple of the other times where later on we know like Gabriel took over when what's her face gets control again she'll kind of like pat the back of her head and it's bleeding because mm-hmm. like Gabriel was just out yeah. and he like lives inside of her skull and when he comes out like the skull separates and his face pops out so it's just like little detail that i thought was i'm like oh like that's that. a cool yeah attention to detail although i do have something to say about um him living in her skull when they were like when they do the surgery they have a whole video about it that the sister ends up watching um and they're just like he's too ingrained into her brain so we can't cut him out so we'll just have to push him into the skull and it just shows them shoving like a lot 
a lot of Gabriel. He still has eyes and teeth. Yeah, like, like he a can't lot talk, but of he's Gabriel shoved into her skull. And it's just like It's just like you really couldn't remove gonna... any of that. Well, no, not only that, but like that's going to cause like huge pressure on her brain. That's going to cause developmental issues. That's true. Yeah. Like that's like the opposite of what you do. <laughs> yeah, no. That sucked. I don't know. I Those refuse to believe sucked. that they couldn't have cut the eyes and mouth off of Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, man, the uh Emma, I don't know if this made you laugh out loud, but when they showed Gabriel's like ground meat face at the police sketch the first time, yeah. and <laughs> like the guy it. just clearly finished drawing this like it's a pound of ground chuck with teeth in it and two eyes. And she's like, that's exactly what I saw. And it's like, the guy would never have drawn that. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a single second where they have humored her enough to be like, oh, the ground meat bandit? He's the one who's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, they went normally and took her to a hypnotherapist. Normally cops would be like, yeah, no, you're arrested. You know too much about these murders. Right. You know too much about these murders and you're telling us some ground beef boy did it. No, you're coming with us, buddy. I swear Super Meat Boy's the killer. You gotta believe me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh so bad. It's so bad. Oh. I yeah, there were parts of the movie that were like I really enjoyed, and there are parts that are just like, really? There were oh, there were just so many moments where I'm I'm watching and I'm just like they no no they can't they they did they did like with the trophy oh. in general when it oh when it showed gosh. up i said out loud to noah i'm like that's our murder weapon and noah said haha Shekhov's trophy but we were both like i mean obviously we were right there was no way we weren't gonna be but i, I think part of us both hoped that maybe i didn't they think it really it. would though there was a huge part of me that didn't believe it was actually gonna be and especially <laughs> when they're like Oh, the uh, the trophy. Uh, this is what was used to kill them, but this is just the base of the trophy. Where's and the then rest? The next time someone got stabbed, they're like, he was killed with the top of the trophy. It's like, how do you know that? <laughs> how do you know that? Because Madison told them and they believed her, which was really stupid. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. Madison said, oh, he killed them with the top of the trophy. You remember the trophy, everyone. The one that was... Somehow it was a solid, like, gold brushed steel. There's no, I've never seen a trophy that is that high quality before. Maybe they get nice trophies for like for medical for heroes, medical like... heroes that do the medicine real good. Yeah, but I have never seen a trophy that's been that nice. Oh my in god! My can life. we talk about something that really pissed me off? Speaking of this medical woman, medical she woman? kept her all of her freaking awards and her all of her students' record or her of her patients' records. She kept USB sticks in a binder yeah, in a three in a ring binder, binder a oh cutout gosh. in the three ring binder because that's we all know how solid three ring binders are and yep. how well their pages stay together <laughs> so funny. yeah absolutely. it's just like even if it was a hardcover book that's like weird that's like a like a weird cliche in the first place could they not have thought of any other way to get that information oh and then are you not gonna oh. publish your book when it comes time as a three ring binder <laughs> and then put the it's actual like, ebook it's on like, a stick inside. It's the it's the art and like the actual binder, and then uh, there's a USB stick kind of in the little thing. 
that yeah. has like the text. Yeah. You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid to me. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that really bothered me. There was that. Um, there was uh, that was th- so there was the fact that their birth mother said some shit to Gabriel about how she should have never given him up for adoption um, and how she loved him. And I'm like, you're so full of shit. Shut up. (laughs) Also, you're full of shit that you recognized Gabriel. Yeah, that's true. There is nothing that should have indicated to her that that was her weird conjoined baby. There's not a single thing that should have clued her into that. No. Because firstly, that's not what Gabriel looked like. Did no one say it in front of her? No. They popped in. And I got to be honest, even if they did say Gabriel's name and I'm not remembering that. Come on. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't love how they made it seem like Gabriel's workshop was like right above the Seattle Underground somehow, because first of all, that's not how the Seattle Underground works. Mm -hmm. Um, But they made it look like he flipped up out of the ceiling in that one fight with the police officer. He flipped up into this like the rafters, quote unquote, of the underground and then like went up into the attic was kind of how like the the cut made it look. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't I don't think so. Um, but nice try, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in reality, also, we uh, really did. We haven't said this yet, but the attic was in her house. I said that. Oh, you, you did. did okay, that. so the attic yeah. was in her house, but it did have this massive industrial fan in front of a giant window in her regular attic. Like this is mm-hmm. a barn, like warehouse, like high ceiling attic. And wow, there's you no were, way that you would you were not listening life. when I made fun of this whole thing. Yeah, I'm already okay. said that everything that you're saying, but you're right. You're both right. Well, I'm going to bring it up again because I didn't hear it the first time and I'm going to say it the second time. It's the stupidest fucking attic I've it ever seen really in my fucking life. It is a really stupid attic. Yeah. Um, one thing that bothers me is we don't know how Gabriel like gets around. Does he drive? How does he drive? He can't. See, I guess he can access no, he Madison's eyes. Yeah. Because he has super he's, speed. he's the fucking Flash. <laughs> The, the fastest backward runner in the West. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> he does. He does run really fast, doesn't he? He's very um nimble for someone who has to run backwards all the time. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely got. It was really hard to like. It was easy the way that he was moving in the first few scenes. We saw him running around and shit. It was easy to kind of get the telegraph movements of him running backwards and how like he like is facing forwards, but mm-hmm. then. Um, in some of the scenes near the end where he's fighting, it did not feel like that anymore. It felt like really awkward to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he stands on top of the desk, the desks at the end, he climbs up on them. Um, it didn't feel like it was, I was watching someone who lives their whole life facing backwards. Um, it felt like I was just watching someone with a prosthetic on the back of their head climbing onto a desk. Now, in fairness, Nina. Uh, Gabriel only just managed to get out of his cage and doing just fine. <laughs> oh man, yeah, okay. Good joke. I'm good joke. Right. You, thank, you thank good you, joke. You um, thank you, thank you. I don't very know much. what else I'm thinking about. Oh, just did it annoy anyone else when the sister drove up to the hospital yes. and she parked on the very edge of the cliff? Honestly, from what I'm seeing, it annoyed everyone who watched the movie. 
Um, I saw people say that they saw it in theaters and people were screaming at the screen, <laughs> stop the car, stop the car. And then she like screeches to a halt at the edge of the cliff where she like, by all rights, should have driven right off. No one was happy with that. James Wan. Um, James Wan. Learn to drive. <laughs> um, speaking of James Wan, now that you've reminded me that he's the one who's responsible for this, um, this movie's concept First of all, is not super original. I have not seen um, one of the movies it was compared to. What movie? Uh, Basket Case. Oh, it is very similar to Basket Case. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of people comparing it to that. Secondly, the concept was actually James Wan's wife's idea, uh, and he kind of made it happen, um, which I think is kind of super cute. And also... Uh, good for you, James Wan's wife. This was a fun movie to watch. Thanks for coming up with it. <laughs> Despite everything, I'm glad this movie exists. Um, but yeah. This was a fun movie to watch, says Nina, who just spent the last hour of saying very mean things. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it a lot. I loved, um, I loved Gabriel's design. Madison wasn't a super annoying character, um, which is kind of rare to see in protagonists in movies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, the sister was great. I did I did kind of cheer for their relationship at the end when Madison took control again. I was like, yeah, good. Um, I saw someone say they laughed out loud when the sister character died in Gabriel's hallucination when he shoots her. Yeah, I mean, it's super <laughs> anticlimactic. It's like, I saw someone referring to it as like just a, it was just a punch in the gut. Like it, I was shocked. I thought, oh, are they really going to end this movie on such a downer? And I'm like, no, there's no way that that happened. I Come already knew. I knew already that she had taken control. There was a, there's a pretty obvious analog where she's like crap, cracking all her knuckles. And it's supposed to like read to the audience. I'm sure is her taking control, mm-hmm. um, which is why it was kind of like, why are we keeping up this facade that you're going to kill the sister when I already know that Madison <laughs> took over again? Like there was a part of me that was willing to believe that the mother got killed. But as soon as the sister also got killed, I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's all my thoughts on this movie, unless anyone else has any. I, I don't have much to say about <laughs> It's just, it's really, it's, it's such really a time. Fun. It's just such a time. I think it's so worth watching because it's just so weird. Do you want to talk about people's comparisons with it to Giallo? Because I know you had stuff to say about that after we actually watched it. Not really, just okay. because I'm not very, very familiar with Giallo movies. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, you know, they're bloody detective movies. You know, and that's what this was. It was a bloody detective movie. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it definitely was that. Uh, no Noah's Notes this week, because we did not take notes on this. We didn't intend to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah this was um, literally two hours ago. Jeff was like, I'm feeling really sick. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, let's Mr. talk Star. about Malignant. And Emma was just like, eh. I don't know that I have much to say, but sure. Yeah. And you know what? Um, we sure did say some stuff. We did. And in the end, isn't that the best we could hope for? <laughs> I think the best we can hope for is a good movie. And we did not get that. So the second best we could hope for is a bad movie. We have a few things to say about. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, it's not a good movie. But I think it was a fun movie. And in the end, isn't that enough? We're really really moving (laughs) goalposts here. (laughs) 
don't know. I um, still would recommend watching it, though. I think oh, it was yeah. fun. It's a good movie to watch with friends. I think that this is, um, I think this would be a great, like, party movie. Absolutely. I think this is a great scary movie to watch with friends. Maybe drunk. Yeah. Maybe, like, yeah, hanging out with a bunch of friends, drinking. That might be fun. But I can definitely get behind never wanting to watch this movie again sober. <laughs> I could, I, I would still watch it again, but I could also understand. Yeah. I think in a few months when I've forgotten the details of how insane this movie is, I'm going to be very happy to watch it again and remember little things that are like, wow, I, I forgot that they really did that. Watch it with Jackson the same way we watched Venom. Mm-hmm. It was just a good time. Yeah, exactly. The experience Honestly, of watching Venom for a third time and still having new revelations about, oh my God, I forgot they did that. That's so stupid. I think this movie was almost exactly the same as Venom 2018. It scratches the same <laughs> I thought you were going to say like thematically, which is also no. true. <laughs> no. I never watched Even plot-wise, it's a little bit true. Uh, Emma, Venom 2018 is a lot like Malignant. oh great except that you have tom hardy acting his life away tom hardy is giving his entire chest to the character of eddie brock i I love tom hardy i could not recommend you watch that more it's It's such a good it's so bad it's so fun but that's all i have to say about this movie i mean you have anything else you want to say or we're pretty much wrapped here so Something rubbed me the a weird way, and I don't know how to feel about it. So I kind of want to know. Okay. And so there's two cops. There's the good cop, good helpful cop, and then there's the sassy 1970s like stereotype of a black police officer cop. Mm-hmm. Like female police officer cop. And I just thought mm-hmm. it was so... Like her character was really weird. I, it was, and it honestly, just, none of the cops had characters that made sense because Kakona Shaw was just a pretty boy cop in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and then James Wan's wife, who was like the coroner or whatever, the evidence girl, whoever she was, she was just like weirdly flirty, and it didn't really make sense. And then we had, oh yeah black cop with natural hair and that was her whole thing and i love a good i love a good representation and Mm -hmm. i love natural hair Mm -hmm. but it just felt like a stereotype black cop from like the 70s yeah it felt like we've we've moved past that yeah honestly i don't know I don't don't know if she would have felt that's as stereotypical if our main detective hadn't been so borderline incompetent. Yeah. Because it it definitely did feel like she was supposed to be the hard-nosed half of a buddy cop movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that definitely doesn't help. No. I think that kind of plays into, like, setting up the whole stereotype, though. So it's like... I yeah the just nah. it's not perfect. No. It's not a perfect movie. Well, yeah, and obviously, um, I want to make it very clear that the whole like, oh, Gabriel is trans. It's not good trans representation to have a like psychopath serial killer be your trans representation. It's mostly like making fun of James Wan for not knowing how conjoined twins work. 
Um, and I do want to make that very clear um, before this episode goes out as well, just so everyone knows where I stand on all the jokes that I've been making. Nice. Good to know. Canceled. <laughs> canceled. Uh, casual obsession, more like canceled obsession. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, no, not a perfect movie at all. Um, like many other horror movies, I think its treatment of uh, sexual and physical abuse is also not good or great by any measure. Uh, I really like, what do we expect from the creator of the Saw movies? But mm-hmm. um, I really like, I, I really do get sick of it at some point. <laughs> Uh, it's part of the horror genre that. Oh, just, was like, this the Saw guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this was the Conjuring guy. He is also the also the Conjuring guy, guy also conjuring the Insidious, Insidious guy, and part of the team that made the first Saw movies. Half of it, I think. It's, yeah. there, there was two guys. Mm-hmm. What's the other guy? Okay. I don't remember. I know he's gone so on to far, do stuff as well. So Mike far, Brink. I'm zero no. and two on James Wan. Then valid. Saw no, I'm um, one of my coworkers. Insidious in this. I didn't. Like one of my coworkers either. and I have talked about James Wan, and he talked to Noah about this too. He just hates James Wan, and I think that is the first like horror opinion that like we've hugely overlapped on. This is the first James Wan movie I've seen that I would watch again. I did not enjoy Insidious. I did not enjoy The Conjuring. Um, I haven't seen the first Saw movie in a while, so. I mean, I guess I am going to, by definition, watch it again, but not by choice. Um, but I would watch Malignant again, probably just because it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, eh. valid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's all I had to say, I think. Oh, no. wait, no, it's not. No. Oh, my no? God. The only reason I watched this movie was because I tweeted from the Casual Obsession podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> about like is this a good movie like the <laughs> internet is divided i need to know and more people voted yes than anything else <laughs> not by much but i was like okay i'll give were this you a the watch. first vote that was a no no i did not vote oh um but wow i, I, I don't know emma i gotta be honest out of seven it looks like it looks like it was five to two and at least it was being okay. Cause it was three good one. Okay. And, uh, two bad is what it looks like. This breaks down to. Yeah. But I'm sure That's two a lot of, of the people that I'm sure two of the people that said it was good was you two. No, oh, what no. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was and maybe else. Nina voted on multiple accounts. Who knows? I didn't. I'll tell you that much. But I definitely did vote that it was good uh, because I fully enjoyed it. Um, and I didn't know that that was to make you decide whether or not to watch it, in which case I would have said to you, don't uh, like follow your heart. Um, <laughs> I would have lied and said that it was Grammy award winning. <laughs> That's. <laughs> yeah, I know that Grammy award winning <laughs> for the cover of Where Is My Mind? Uh Grammy Award winning. Not like, made really. for this movie, by no, the way. It, it was wasn't. made for a Netflix show in 2018. Interesting. Which is why it's not on the soundtrack. I don't think. Uh, okay, yeah. well, thanks, everybody. For yeah, listening thanks for listening, to... uh, everyone. 
if I can't believe you listened to this. I can't believe we recorded this, but it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, if you want to have more short form, it's not that short. We're still at like over an hour. But if you guys want us to do more like episodes about movies that have come out recently, please let us know on our Twitter um, at Casual Horror Pod. Um, and we'll take that into consideration. Uh, other or than that, if you want to hear an episode you know about us. Midnight Mass, yeah, if you want to get in the comments to do that, please, <laughs> please tell us. We'll do it probably anyway, but we'd like to know if you want it. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, you can follow the podcast at Casual Horror Pod on Twitter. Um, I post things there sometimes and announce new episodes. Yeah. Um, and I'm Emma, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Emma Panada. On Twitch, I stream TTRPG stuff, and I'm also going to start streaming um, some Final Fantasy games, because Woo-hoo. this past week I've really gotten back into Final Fantasy IX, and I want, I'm like right at the end, um, and I want to work my way through some of the others in the series that I never beat. And uh, yeah, nice. Sounds fun. fun. Um, I'm Nina. You can find me at Nina Wolverine on Twitter and Twitch, and at House Usher Rises. You can see me, uh, tweet about horror stuff, interact with other horror content, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can also find me on Emma's Twitch. Sometimes we are doing a game of Kids on Bikes slash Kids on Brooms. It's really getting interesting, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I really like where the story is going. So if you guys want some interesting uh, stories about kids on bikes, you know where to find us. <laughs> yep. And I am uh, Noah. You can find me as Bubba the Bad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D on Twitch, Twitter, and Insta. I also talk about how much I like my movies and Malignant on there. I had a strong opinion on Malignant the night that we watched it. And I think I would roll that one back now, but I still think it's good. So what was your, I forgot what it was. It was something like, I don't know how anyone could say that they didn't at least kind of enjoy this movie. Cause I, <laughs> cause I was seeing so he many was people high say, off of the, the Malignant. So fumes. many people said that this was the worst movie that they'd seen in like 10 years. And I'm like, this is not as bad <laughs> as Poltergeist. Uh, there's some, there's a uh, Poltergeist. <laughs> oh, wait to sneak that one in there. But yeah, Thanks. there's some movies that like spiral, I would say is, worse than this movie. i would not say that at all but go off i guess <laughs> it's called... i'm still dead furious that everyone slandered the saw franchise and spiraled just because i had covid and couldn't defend the movie <laughs> i <I'd> just watched <laughs> we're so mean to noah anyway thanks for listening everyone we'll be back to our normal schedule talking about slashers yeah remember how we were going to do friday the 13th today next week well, not next week. You know what I mean. Next yeah. time. Somewhere in there. Next, next time. time. And we'll um, see you then. But until then, thanks, everybody. Ooh. Ooh.